0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE.
1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
2: The driver's safe. Well, Stevie Johnson's going to fight.
0: Seat.
1: It's Redemption Day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah! Yeah!
2: Yeah! 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 The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
1: <laughs> Let's choose to be a place where a man could find some work. Put together, Holden's our foundry job at work.
3: Yes, it's a rather sombre edition of the driver's seat. Almost
2: angry. That was almost an angry hit, start to it. Hits home, doesn't it? A little bit. As we as we are, of course, <laughs> in Adelaide this weekend for the Superloop Five Hundred. I was telling Mrs. Mack, who's down with us, about Elizabeth and the whole the whole uh, manufacturing plant down there now being closed. And of course, yeah. our good mate Jimmy Barnes.
3: He's from he's an Elizabeth boy. So well, a lot of passion so, there from uh, Jimmy. A lot of passion. It. But uh, yeah. look, uh, you are listening to the driver's seat. We do it across Australia for Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. My name is Nimbus all Joined as always by Matt McKeldon and Stephen Johnson, who are. Both in action this weekend. We've got the debut of the National Trans Am Championship. Uh, Indeed. Matty, you must be very pumped about that one. I Look, I tell you what, I am
2: excited. I was out at the track a little earlier today. There's already a bunch of people walking around. Of course, they're all interested in Stevie J's new Falcon that he's dropped like a bomb on everyone at uh, Adelaide 500. <laughs> they're loving it. Um, I, mate, i tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is very quickly. The last time I was here was two years ago in the Super Ute. And everyone hated us. I felt like the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> and, and they're all just walking past, shaking their head. No, it's not so Bring back the V8 uh, But this time with the Trans Am car, people, I think, are just- with, loving it. With your car, the Trans Ams, the Stadium
3: Super Trucks, I reckon it's going to be an absolute- Barnstormer of a weekend. I can't wait. Going to be very cool. And as we mentioned too, Stevie, you're going to be in action as well. Unfortunately, Mustang Sally, not on the grid, but we have got one of the shiniest, spiffiest looking new cars. Well, spiffiest looking new old car, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, is a, it is an old car that we've we've cut the rust out of. We've thrown a little bit
4: of new uh, paint on it. And, uh, and the paint code, I think, is uh, DJRXD. 01 or something, or 17, <laughs> 17 I think it is. Um, yeah, so original true blue color, just very cool. It just it really takes you back and, you know, back in obviously 1980, I was, what was I, six back then, so. 22. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I knew you were going to say that. And it's it's just, I don't know, it's it's affected me more emotionally than I thought it, anything would ever, ever do. And I'm not an overly emotional person, so it's really cool. And just the you know, the 99.9% of comments has just been, and you have been reading them with me, Maddie. I have, yeah. Um, just amazing support. Everyone's loving it. Everyone's like, thank you so much for, for bringing those times mm. back and, and making my memories flood back. And and most importantly, I think,
2: particularly in this week where we've seen the demise of Holden, the Holden moniker, I, I noticed that the people, a lot of the mentions in your stories have been, I'm a Holden guy, but Jesus is fantastic. Yeah. I love this yeah. car. Never supported your dad, but this thing looks awesome. And
4: that's what I love. Good, fe- good, just really good feeling, really I, good sentiment. hundred percent. I love that because we all know every, anything that makes sport is rivalry, right? Yep. And we know that, you know, we're not going to have a hundred percent or 50% or whatever of people that are Johnson supporters or Ford supporters or whatever. You're going to, otherwise it wouldn't be that. Interesting,
3: you know, yeah, if we're yeah, all going yeah, for the same yeah, thing, it'd be yeah. boring. So, you, you couldn't have I, state of origin if there was no New South Wales, exactly <laughs> yeah.
4: 100%. So, yeah. that's what I that's why I love this. I love that you know, people are born and bred, uh, you know, red blood, but they come on and they take the time and they're 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 I, I guess they're calculating about what they say because it's nice to say, listen, I'm a holding fan, but. I love this. This is great, and this is what we needed to see. So yep. I love that, and and that that for me is is as good as as a compliment as you can get. I think. In motorsport, you know, that you get Agreed. someone from the opposite side, Yeah, you know, someone, and I'm not really an AFL geek, like, you know, you mm-hmm. guys all down here, you know, like it's full on. <laughs> yeah, I love watching the
3: AFL, but I don't know a lot about it. Mm. You know? Too fit for me. They're all too fit. Yeah, they anyway, too fit. They don't eat donuts. Way <laughs> too much running. <laughs> but um, physical stuff. Look, uh, the XD absolutely looks the goods, and uh, I do like uh, the full throttle custom garage livery that's on the side there too, so go check it out on the Team Johnson Facebook page. You might even share it up on our Facebook page too, but right now though, we've got to get into our Bendix Brakes Big Moment.
2: Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes Big Moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident
3: braking. Want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. This was a very big moment, with General Motors on Monday making the decision to retire the Holden brand. Now, Holden's sales, design and engineering operations will cease by 2021. That's according to a statement released by GM. Could it have been saved? Could it be saved? I don't think so. I mean, if you
2: if you look at the history of what's been going on in the last couple of years since they closed down Elizabeth and that and that manufacturing plant, that was the death knell. And yeah. then, of course, they brought in the Commodore from overseas, which is really an Opal or whatever they call it. And you know what? I did the launch of that car. I was involved in the launch of that car. It's a bloody good car. Yeah. But it's four cylinder.
4: Yeah.
2: It's not built in Australia, and so therefore, for whatever reason, the it's only, Austra- it's
4: only half good. For it's Aussie only half good. Because yeah, absolutely. A
2: and so people have walked away from that. And then when you have the Colorado and the Arcadia and stuff like that, it's not enough to bolster a whole company. So very, very sad. Sign of the times. Other manufacturers need to watch very closely. Um, and the reaction from fans and people within our sport has been yep. has been quite incredible.
4: I think Roland Dane, I saw an interview from uh, that he did at Tail and Bend, and mm-hmm. obviously he was getting grilled by some of the media about that, obviously about Holden and everything. And he summed it up really well. Um, You know, I know a lot of people don't agree with what Roland says, but um, you know, he's a pretty powerful man in his position and he does know his stuff. You don't, you don't get that success from not knowing.
3: Absolutely. Correct.
4: And he said that, um, you know, the demise of Holden really comes down to, there's a lot of people that support and love Holden, whether that be generational, you know, obviously passed down through generations or whatever, They love Holden. They support it. They follow them on track. They're a Red Bull um, Holden Red Bull, whatever they call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. the factory supporter. Yep. But they drive a Camry, or they drive a Nissan, or they drive. Absolutely. What I mean. So, you know, I think, you know, and I'm certainly not blaming anyone here. It's just a sign of the times. Yeah. That's the reality.
2: If if we can all sit here and say, oh, how sad it is that Holden's gone. None of us bought their cars. Exactly. You obviously drive a Ford. I drive a BMW. Nimsy, you drive a Pintara. Mm. (laughs) uh, But none of us, none of us drive Holden's anymore. Mm, And you can't, it's the reason that V8 utes were no longer around. When everyone slagged off and was like, bring back the V8 utes. None of you bought V8 utes. None of you bought V8s anymore. And so they were not something that could be brought out into the marketplace. It was not a strong enough business case. So, Very sad day. I think for me, the hardest thing, NIMSY and Steve, is 600 people out of 800 in this nation. That's what hurts. That's what hurts. They're going to lose their jobs. Yep. Ford, again, we're not Ford or Holden biased here, but Ford have put their hand up and said they will employ some of those people because they are going to be seriously skilled people. They're all getting redundancy packages, which is fantastic. Could you imagine the uproar if they'd have said, well, we're going to sack everyone and, and we can't afford your redundancy pass- packages? Yeah. This is going to cost General Motors $1 billion, with a B, billion dollars, to pull this brand out of the marketplace. Mm. So they clearly don't see from a business case a long-term turnaround. They don't see in
4: three or five years' time. They're just seeing it costing them money, and so the decision was made. But something will have to replace that. You know, as in... You know, you look at Ford, obviously Ford announced, I don't know how five years ago now, maybe, or less. They're manufacturing? Yeah, yes, that, yep. That they that brought to that, that, that they closed. Yep, yep. Um obviously they're importing and still importing cars. Um yep. the, the, the thing that I said actually through the week yep. was the the difference between Ford and Holden is Ford, the actual Ford the name, the brand recognition. The name, the brand is worldwide, yes. right? Yes. And, and with Holden, it's not. And, and, no. and you go to America and Chevrolet or whatever it so is, you, yes. you, you know, you go Chevrolet, over sea. Chevrolet, anywhere. Or Opel. Yeah. Or Opel, you know, yep. you go over, yep. over in Europe, it's Opel. So yep. um, that's that's the hard thing about, I guess, their brand. And I'm sure, you know, I'm I'm only speculating here because I'm not a, a guru on, you know, those big companies, car companies, what they're going to do, but... I would think that they've got to import something along the lines, whether it be an Opel, whether it be a, yeah. you know, I mean, it is, it was an Opel, but it was branded a Holden. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I don't know what they're going to do, but. Supercar for the future of supercars, Camaro. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. What, what else are
2: they going to do? Corvette, Camaro, something. It can't be know, a Corvette. But... I mean, you could try the Corvette, but have you seen the Corvette? Yeah. It's like a gt 3 car. I mean, yeah. it's a sexy looking thing. And that could be then a marketing. Bounce for supercars. Whole new generation, new dawn of a new era, all that kind of stuff. And I it might
3: that. might be Corvette and GT. That was obviously the Bendix Brakes big moment of the week. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather, confident braking. We got a lot of the show to get to. Andre Heimgartner joins us a little bit later on. Plus, we're gonna slide open the doors of the classic cars corner for the first time. With Malcolm Owens, we'll do that a little bit later on, right here on the driver's seat. And remember, download the driver's seat app and you can hit the win page and enter for your chance to win a Formula One 2020 Rolex Australian Grand Prix experience. Worth nearly 10k. Boots. Whoa! Oh, hello! Yeah, not bad. Come we're on looking on. at each other across the allowed some, to enter. <laughs> show
2: some love this way. Jeez, <laughs> we're not allowed to enter. Nah. You know what it is? You know what? You know what? Eight and a half of the nine thousand dollars is, or ten thousand dollars? The Krispy Kreme I was about to say. Oh, get
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that includes a four-day pass for two people, garage tours, four uh, Formula One meet and greets, pit lane oh. walks. But uh, get the driver's seat up and uh, enter for your chance to win. All right, back with more of the driver's seat right after. This This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together,
2: we are building Australia.
3: And welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years we've been making tomorrow matter, and together, we are building Australia. It's time to get to our feature interview for Imar Insurance, the tradies' mate. Call 13 Imar. And this young man's driven very well, uh, Andre Heimgartner.
2: Today, it's a podium, it's an all New Zealand podium. Congratulations to Andre Heimgartner, his first solo podium. And he's done a beautiful job for Bus Fitness and Kelly Racing today.
4: Race number 29 of the championship. Jake Blank, well done, Heimgartner. It's been threatening to be able to get one of these positions in the recent past. That puts them in an un- unbelievably good position to start tomorrow's race. I'll
3: tell you what, you want to talk about a absolute breakout year. 2019 was very, very good. For Andre Heimgardner, and the thing that we need to remember, guys, is he did it in a Nissan Altima against a Mustang and a brand new Commodore. So essentially, a car from 2013, he was able to get up the uh, up the front and a fair few times too. Talk about taking a knife to a gunfight, <laughs> <laughs> seriously.
2: Oh, I know, and and let's be honest, he pantsed his teammate and team owner, Rick Kelly, as well, which is sometimes a dangerous move because that can also get you flicked off the team as well. But um, standout year, as you say, Nimsy, absolute cracker. Um, He obviously believed in himself. He had the right people around him and and that brought his talent to the fore. And as a result... Got a multi-year deal with Kelly Racing in the Mustang now. 100%.
3: He's in a brand new Ned Whiskey liveried Mustang. It looks the goods. It was the first one revealed, actually, for the new year. But please welcome back to the driver's seat for 2020, Andre Humpgartner. Andre, how are you going, brother?
0: (laughs) Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show.
3: Mate, congratulations on last year.
2: Uh, It's given you the opportunity now to get a multi-year deal with the Kellys, you're in a Mustang, which is the gun thing. Well, it was last year. We'll see what's going to be after the uh, the arrow, the arrow tweaks on it. But mate, it, it's all happy days and roses for you for uh, 2020 and beyond.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. It's been a big sort of turnaround over the last few years. We've uh, it's taken a lot of effort to sort of get to sort of where we are now, but it's and see some of the fruits of the labour I guess you could say and um, yeah to get the, the multi-year deal is a big sort of tick off my list as it would be for any driver and to have that going into the future really allows you to sort of build on your career from there
4: Mate you uh, like as, as you said in our uh, or as we said about you in the intro there that uh, massive year last year really solid results you know 8 top 10 finishes over the championship season you know I think you were 18 times inside the top 15 you know so Really huge step forward in in that you know in yourself and and that car, uh, but also did a lot of other driving as well through the year. Obviously drove uh, drove the MCA Hammerhead at uh, uh, at the World Time Attack. You've been over to New Zealand racing TCR. over there TCR. So, uh, are you going to continue that sort of I guess regime driving regime over the year? Because you know you're you're a busy boy last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think I actually found the limit. <laughs> Believe it or not, so um i it almost added up to 30 or 31 events throughout the year wow. um and i yeah i burnt myself out a little bit and i think so this year i'm going to basically just try and you know concentrate on what's obviously the priority and that is the supercar championship and i'll be doing a few things in new zealand with um a couple of sponsors i've got but um yeah definitely won't be traveling to asia um, like i was last year to race in the, gd3s and stuff over there um it's just a bit too much traveling and all that sort of stuff but yeah simplified a bit more this year
2: so let's talk later on in the year because uh the enduros will no doubt be upon us even though we haven't started the season yet they're always when we comes around really quickly you're gonna have to find a new co-driver again uh because your other co-driver has gone off to to welkinshaw so do you have a say in that? Can you put a name forward, or is it a team thing? Does the team just say, hey, mate, this is going to be your teammate this year? This is going to be your go driver?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a sort of a team thing. Uh, but sort of something me and Todd and my engineer, Dylan, and um, you know, whoever else wants to put their five cents in. Um, we always have talks about it. We're always monitoring who we think would be the best choice. But up until sort of now, we um, really thought that you know, we'd, we'd end up with a good DVS couple of drivers or um, that we'll be able to, you know, select pick the best driver out of and um, obviously since they've sort of decided to, to um, not do that programme I'm not quite sure where we sit but <laughs> I'm sure we'll, um, there'll be some talent. Maybe C V J will uh, have to brush off his you know,
4: <laughs> brush off his gym gear. Jeez, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> have to go and live in Melbourne and you gonna have to train Andre. Andre, Andre. Andre,
2: yeah. Andre, you are one of the fittest blokes not only in supercars but in sport. And if you're going to have Stevie J as your, as your co-driver, you are going to need a lot of Ned whiskey, some seat, first
3: off. It's
0: like the before and after, isn't it?
4: Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm very used to having a. Uh, I'm very used to having an alcohol sponsor, so uh, I don't you worry about that. Jim <laughs> Beam couldn't afford you anymore. You were sending him broke. <laughs> yeah, I know. We had like three million dollars worth of sponsorship, and I drank five million bucks worth of Jim Beam.
2: So <laughs> Is that why they called you
4: the Blues Brothers. That's it. That's anyway. it. Uh, mate, talk about Ned Whiskey,
2: because a, a new sponsor, um, local company. Good get, like
4: a serious cool looking car too. Ki- cool I like, looking I rate car, it, yeah. Hey mate, you'd, obviously you touched, and if people don't know that, obviously you're a Kiwi. So, how do you feel now? Obviously, there's been a bit of a change when uh, when we head over to New Zealand for the supercar round over there. It's not going to be at uh, Pukekohe anymore. It's actually going to be at Hampton Downs. I mean, what's your what's your feeling with with that? Is that a good thing for you or, or not? Or um, do you, do you prefer Pukekohe better? Or what's you know what's your take on all that?
0: It's, it's definitely interesting. It's something that there's, there's positives and negatives to everything. I think going to a new track, something different, it's exciting, I guess, for um, all the other drivers, the teams. Um, it's a change of scenery. Not going to the original Pukekohe is, is also sad because there's so much history there. But I think from what I can um, attain that we actually probably go back there. So it's not a long-term sort of um, thing. But the Hampton Down track is pretty Pretty cool. I've raced there a lot in the junior category, So is Shane. So is Scotty and all those sort of guys. And it's um, a very interesting fact about that track is they actually designed it to go one way, and then when they went to go get the permit for the to, for the track, um, they actually said that it, it couldn't go that way because the main straight went straight towards the motorway.
1: So oh, does I do worry too. that if,
0: someone ah. had a big, if they had a big enough crash, that someone would end up on the motorway, or it would distract or scare the motorist. So now it actually goes the opposite way to what it attend, what it was built for. To, yeah. and that really gives it that gives it some really interesting corners because a lot of the corners they they are very wide to start, and then they tighten on the exit, and that's because it's actually designed to go the other way around. So I think it it'll, it'll, it invites people on the entry to have a go. And then obviously it all sort of bottles up a bit in the middle, so I think we'll see a lot of action there.
2: Your parents have got a place there, haven't they, at Hampton Downs?
0: Um, they used they to back apartment? in the days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they, they had, had an apartment. I've stayed so. in it.
2: <laughs> really? I did a Mercedes. <laughs> I did a, a Mercedes creepy. gig, and I stayed in your apartment. And gee, they're proud of you, mate, because there was photographs of you everywhere.
0: <laughs> oh, you got to have some fans,
2: don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You've got to have a fan. Stevie J's exactly. biggest fan.
3: <laughs> Andre obviously last year you had like an incredible year I mean eight top 10s out of 32 races but you also finished 18 times inside the top 15 of the grid now and let's face it you're arguably in the worst car on the grid now that you got the Mustang have you raised the bar just a tad or are you just gonna see what happens uh,
0: yeah I think for this year definitely it's gone up a lot <laughs> um I think last year at certain times I uh um, I definitely felt we're nearly as strong as anyone um, at Bathurst, for example, we're one of only four or five cars to get in the 203s, which is pretty cool for, for the, the Nissan. And um, the whole race, basically we're in the top five and the top four. And we, you know, if it wasn't for, um, you know, obviously me just crashing at the end and a few other little things, we could have easily ended up on the podium. So there's definitely times like that, the Phillip Island one, when we're generally fast, um, little bits like that, that really show that it, the potentials there. So definitely this year now, um, we won't be hamstrung by the, the equipment so much. I am definitely aiming at being um, a lot further up and, you know, hopefully being able to jag a few sort of um, podiums and maybe a win along the way, you never know what happens.
3: Well, mate, considering the fact that uh, last year's podiums were first off the one in Phillip Island uh, behind a Shell V-Power 1-2 and then... At Sandown, being behind Jamie Wincarp I think you did pretty well for yourself, buddy. But, um, <laughs> but Andre, thanks so much for being our feature interview. Thanks to Imar Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13Imar or visit imar.com.au. Andre, best of luck in Adelaide. Yeah,
0: no worries. Thank you.
3: This is the driver's seat for Kubota,
0: building Australia.
3: And you can rev up your smartphone with the Driver's Seat app. It's available in the App Store. And with the sad news of Holden's demise, we thought we'd look at some classics from their 160-year history and open the doors to the Classic Cars Corner. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens. For Kubota, together,
0: we're building Australia.
3: And for the first time in 2020, please welcome back to the driver's seat the great man himself, the expert on all things classic cars. And you can even ask him questions on our Ask the Experts tab on the driver's seat app.
1: Please welcome back Malcolm Owens. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Happy New Year. Mate. Although it's kind of February. It's a bit late for that, isn't it?
2: <laughs> gone. There's so much has gone on between last or between Christmas and now. We don't even talk about it. It's it's uh no, it's a lovely
1: XC with a big Kubota on it, which looks great. Beautiful uh, car. Yes. Yeah. It's been getting Mustang, uh with Kubota
4: on it.
2: Yes, a couple of those. Yes. A couple, a couple of, of Mustangs those. Like we've, those. we've we've even got a supercar, Gary Jacobson and the guys from M S R and Yellow Cover. They've uh got uh Kubota down the side of it. So it's it's Club Kubota down here at, uh, at
1: Adelaide. Let me give you the strong tip. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about today, Matthew?
2: Well, obviously, during the week, it was announced that the, the demise of the Holden moniker in Australia, they're, they're up stumping. It's you can't, you're not going to be able to buy a Holden as of the end of this year. So, Stevie J and I, when we we're on the plane flying down here, thought, what's a good, what's a good segment and what's a walk down uh, memory lane that's relevant at the moment? And it's definitely Holden's because people love this brand even though they don't like buying it in the modern day but back in the day it was what's what's the the commercial meat pies and kangaroos, and and kangaroos Holden, cars, holden kangaroos. cars and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff and surely some of those must have become classics
1: oh absolutely and, and as stevie just said before about the um the xd that even holden fans were coming up and saying i love the car it looks great i mean i think Every fan of motor racing, of cars, of Australian manufacturing, it would be really sad to see the loss of, of that brand in, in some form or another. And hopefully it'll get brought back at some some point on some cool different vehicles that are imported. But at the moment, we're just going to have to do with what we've got. And there's a lot of them in Australia still. So plenty of opportunity for people to get themselves a, a really nice Holden classic in the short term.
4: Well, my old man, uh, he started obviously in a Holden if... if- if people didn't know, I mean, I know you guys know, but um, he, he turned his FX Holden into I uh, I wouldn't even say into a race car. <laughs> it, it didn't take him as long <laughs> to turn his FX into a race car as what it's taken us to turn an XD road car into a race car. Let me give you the tip. He got <laughs> to the track, slapped around number 38J on the side of it there and off go. he went. There you go. Um, so, I mean, that for me, uh, and obviously I've, I've grown up around racing, and and obviously what Dad's done. Obviously, grown up around Peter Brock as well, um, and what he's raced. So, but but that that sort of era FX FJ for me, uh, I loved. I loved Dad's to run. I know my sister cried her eyes out when he sold that car um, from from our home at Daisy Hill, and it, and it went to a new owner uh, before he moved into the the hardtop, the Falcon hardtop. So, I mean, do you have to go back that far, Malcolm, or or are you still looking at you know, I guess the the VB Commodore and stuff now, like we're seeing a new VB Commodore and TCM, is that sort of now classified as that that next sort of classic car?
1: Well, pretty much all of them are, because if you look at it, really, we've got uh, over the last few years, before any of this came up, really, even before um, 17, when when local production really ceased in Australia, is that there was a whole investment group getting onto the Australian muscle cars um, because they have a, um, a, a massive upside, because... If you think about the traditional investments of classics as an investment, the Porsches, the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis, they've already gone up out of sight. You know, some of those are half a million, two million, eight hundred thousand plus. So your average investor can't really get onto those. But people were getting onto some of the um, Australian-made classics. You know, we've got the Ford phase three GTO HO that you know people were buying for fifty, sixty grand, they're now over a million dollars. You've got A9X Tiranas, SLR five thousand that are selling for over three hundred. Monaros, yep. XB Coupes. Now, I mean, when I was young, i get an XB Coupe for six grand, now they're over 200 So people are seeing that um, that potential in the Australian made cars. Also, as we know, nostalgia plays a big part in the collectability and desirability of cars. And so some people um, forget about the investment. They just might want to get a hold in them in the shed. So there's two segments, the investment potential, rare Australian classics, and that's very real, real and going up. And if you look at the... Um, Shannon's auctions or the Lloyd's auctions, you can see some pretty amazing results coming out of those. Plus then you also got a group of people that just want to get themselves something that's over 25 years old that they can drive around on the weekend, maybe something that their dad had or maybe they had when they were young just to relive the memory. So we're really covering everything from about $10,000 up to 200000 plus. So yeah, there's, there's plenty and plenty of options out there.
2: And I'd and it's a Holden and it's a Ford and I just cannot believe that they will still get that value like the GDHO's and that kind of stuff and the and the original Monaro's two and three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I, I just you'd pay that for a Ferrari, but you but people clearly want to pay that for Even more, up to six
4: hundred thousand for a I saw I saw XY, a good Ferrari GDHO? today
2: for six hundred thousand. Yeah. It was pretty good. It only that's had great. you know had uh, two and a half thousand Ks on it. It was Testarossa. You'd look good in that. In a Ferrari. And would
1: you? I reckon. Oh. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon. when you're driving... Shut up, Matthew. When you drive them, they're not actually that good. You know, the, the memories are better than the, than the hysterics. But the thing is that people want them. They love them. And so, longer term, the last of the Holden 5-litre V8 utes, they're going to be highly sought after, as will be the last of the HSV special vehicles. So, they're not classics yet, but they're future classics. Well, also, you... the last Commodore... Sorry, the sorry, last no. Commodore, which to be highly collectible... So obviously, they are only a couple of years old, so, if you wait for the the new card evaluation to hit and just buy at the right time before the prices start to rise again, um you can get yourself a nice little car and um and there's people saying that they get, these things are going to go up to several hundred thousand dollars I mean you know, people are on no way, but I would have said that about a x b g t or a um or a Monaro going back all the years and you know there was um Two two point four million Commodores made from the, the V B right through to the um the V F and even now like the early VBs from seventy eight, you're really looking at really getting that up to the fifteen to twenty thousand mark for a decent one. Oh yeah. Um, fifteen the, to twenty. I know, and right? that, that's, oh. that's completely standard. And you think the, the V F, which is the latest one, you can get one now, I checked online today, from twenty three grand. So it's- it seems to be always the first and the last is the most collectible I think. So if
4: if like me growing up that's excluding like things like Brock Commodores and, and that that's what I was going to say the yeah. thing
2: the thing for me when I was growing because my old man used to work at Holden years and years and years ago and very occasionally because he was PB one of PB's mates we got an HDT VK Blue Mini to drive around. And when my dad came around and picked us up on that in the weekend, I thought that was the bee's knees. I mean, what kind of money is a an HDT VK Group ASS Blue Mini commanding now, Mel? Are they what kind of dollars? Are they up in the twos and threes and four hundreds like a h o No,
1: they're not. Um, the last one sold recently for one hundred um, and sixty-five thousand, and they're they're going to go up from there. I mean, they only made um, five hundred and two of those things um they, they spiked after Peter's block died um that's when they first sort of hit the $100,000 mark yeah um so in 2018 one sold for around about 150 grand um wow. so expect the value is on that's those value to go I reckon up.
2: that's value that's value that I would pay 150 grand for a blue mini an original blue mini i would I'm not going to be able to yeah, get Pete so... to sign it again anymore, but I would I would definitely pay 150 for a blue mini wow. every day of the week.
1: So the other one around yeah. then is the 88. Johnson's looking He's at me shocked. <laughs> I'm like, wow,
2: <laughs> you wouldn't have one? I mean, I know you're a Ford family, Steve Johnson, but you wouldn't have a blue mini or you know a, a VL Group A or a, you know
4: the old Walkinshaw. Yeah, I want the one with the. the the uh, barbecue on the boot.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> the bread wagon. The bread wagon, yeah. <laughs> they are sensational. The Tupperware yeah. machine. The Tupperware That's machine. It. They got 65 kilograms of fiberglass on those, including the bird bath rear spoiler. They were um, 45 grand new. So now the price range from 70,000 up to 200 plus. Um, right.
3: 750
1: of those were made, and the best price at auction was uh, in 2018 for 340,000. Oh, wow. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> three hundred and fifty k.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, but how good were they? I mean, that was before your racing time, Steve. Not long before your mm. racing time, but but the the VL Group A. Yep, sensational. Yeah, I Larry mean Perkins, good. Love
4: them. Oh, they're good. He says no, they are good. They are good. I, I must admit, you know, I love that here. I love watching. I love watching. You know, Brock in the wet at Bathurst, and you know, like yep. the, those those primarily white with the red tail, blue front, you know, mobile cars. It was, um, th- that was, you know, I remember all that, funnily enough, Matthew. I know I haven't got a very good memory usually, but I do remember <laughs> that sort of stuff.
1: <laughs> if you remember, if you remember really that era of racing, but the whole thing of, you know, um, win on Sunday, buy on Monday, sell on Monday sort of thing was was very popular and they had to produce 500 cars. Well, really it was a run of 5,000 with 500 Bathurst specials. To, get yep, to be cool. eligible to race, so you, then you've got some really cool stuff being made, like the A9X Hatch that obviously Peter drove. So one of those now is well over two hundred and fifty thousand. Um, wow. You got the '68 HK Monaros, you know that they were three thousand seven hundred new. You know those things are going up to ridiculous amounts of money. Again, up up around three hundred odd thousand. So if you want to be collectible, there's lots of those sorts of cars around, but. Even going to car shows, you see them, and these things are pristine. I mean, half of them arrive on a the trailer; no, they're, they're not driven. It's a real shame to see that. No,
2: you've got to be even if you cars. go
1: back. Yeah, and even if you go back to the first Holden, you know, the uh, the FX, which was the forty-eight two one five and forty-eight, even those for a good one today is somewhere between twenty and forty thousand, depending on on the condition, the originality, how well it's been Incredible. restored. So. Yeah, and then even going from there to like the FJ, which was sort of the quintessential, I guess, um, 60s sort of growing up second-hand car, because they were around in the mid-50s. They were around 1,000 pounds each, and um, even today, those things are up as high as 50 grand.
2: You can't imagine what they're going to be like in 100 years, but uh, Malcolm, we have a mailbag here. At the driver's seat, we get lots of race questions about racing and when's the XD and, uh, you know, when's Jamie Wincup going to retire, yada, 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 yada. (laughs) And amazingly, when we were were diving through the mailbag, there came a question for you from Dougie, big Doug, the Dougster, uh, said, would you rather a 54 Austin Healey or 64 Jag E-Type? The Jag is a little beat up, so price will end up being similar. That, to me, is a request for advice. So feel free to uh, give advice to Big Doug on how he should spend his hard-earned.
1: It's actually a very easy question. The E-Type Jag, for sure, has much more earning the same. potential. They're the same price, and the Jag's a bit taddy because it's worth more. So you buy that investment potential over time. If you don't have to restore it day one, you might be able to register it, drive it, and then just over time, over a decade, start to um, restore it. And, you know, depending on condition, I mean, if it's got rust holes and it's absolute rubbish, well, that's not going to be any good. But I think longer term, you're going to get a much better car and a better return out of the Jag.
3: Hope that helps you, Dougie. And thanks for getting in touch. And you can do the same by downloading the Driver Seat app and sending in your questions. Malcolm, thanks for your time and inviting us into the Classic Cars Corner. Thank you. That was the Classic Cars Corner. For Kubota, building Australia. We'll revisit the Classic Cars Corner again next month, but don't go anywhere. Up next, our Race Rewind. This is the driver's seat for Kubota Building Australia.
2: This
3: is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together,
2: we are Building Australia.
3: And welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Before we get to the Race Rewind, just a quick sum up of the news. And a big thank you too, to Malcolm Owens and Andre Homegarner for joining us on the show. Uh, but a quick sum up, uh, a bit of movement in the paddock ahead of the BP Ultimate Super Test. Uh, Brad Jones Racing signed Tommy Randall to partner Nick Percat for the 2020 Supercars Enduros. Nick Percat's also extended his contract uh, for another two years with BJR. Not only that, too, Tick Racing confirmed that Alex Premo will join the team for 2020. Uh, Michael Caruso and James Moffat are going to return as well. And Jack Perkins, I'll pack jerkins. It um, will be. Uh, he'll be... Re- recently became a father. Yeah. Did. Congratulations there, Jack Congratulations, Pack. He's going to be uh, teaming up with uh, Will Davison in the 23 Red Racing Entry. And, of course, our great mate, Chris Pither, has been finally confirmed as Team Sydney's oh. second driver for the 2020. Uh, we picked it. We
2: picked we did. it. We did. He's come out of nowhere and he's got himself a seat. Last seat was what? Team Kiwi, I guess? Uh, Two yeah, years, the line, the... three years ago? Yeah,
4: full time seat in supercars Good
2: on him. Good on you, Chris. Love the fact that you're back. I can't wait to see what's going to be on your car this weekend because everyone's <laughs> everyone's saying, is it going to be Coke? Is it going to be Boost? Is it going to be Ice Break? What is it break? Going, to be? <laughs> it's going to be Ice break. <laughs> Oh, there he goes. Send the Ice break. care of Nims as yeah. Uh Yeah, so a little bit of a little bit of um, thought going on about what's going to be with Team Sydney in Adelaide this weekend because James Courtney is going to have Boost, we believe, on his car.
3: Yeah. But, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm... I'm Crispy's just thanking, thanking his lucky stars that he wasn't unveiled as the driver of Team Sydney on the back of a truck like a <laughs> – <I'm> Like chasing <laughs> a tilt tray. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda, it
2: kind of took all the all the uh, expectation out of what was going to be on that car when, <laughs> when the when the car arrived on the back of a tilt tray driven right up the main street of Sydney <laughs> with no curtains on it or nothing um, with a big have a Coke with Courtney <laughs> – the f- <laughs> Far out. The fun- that was a PR. De- someone, someone in the PR department of that team or Coke got a smack for that. The I'm funny, telling you now.
3: The funny thing, too, is because uh, I know that there were some pictures going around on the socials of uh, Tickford Racing You put the covers on uh, Cam Waters' car, and it looks exactly the same as it did last year, just in case they didn't yeah, want, totally. what, what they didn't want the, gr- the green grill to be leaked, did they? You know, <laughs> but no, anyway, no, no. look, you know. we've got to get straight into our race rewind. <laughs> This is the driver's seat. Race Rewind. Oh, yeah, we do it thanks to Shannon's Insurance for Motoring Enthusiasts. Why insure with anyone else? Uh, We've got the timesheets in front of us from the BP Ultimate Super Test. Now, obviously, it's gone back to red versus blue, Holden versus Ford. There's eight Mustangs on the grid now with the Kellys jumping on board. All the new aero changes and whatnot. I tell you what, if we hear about parity once this year, it's going to be ridiculous. But uh, can't believe you said it. Can't believe <laughs> you said it this out early. early. I'm getting nah. it out the way, buddy. Naughty man. I
4: thought he said clarity. <laughs> I think I think he did say clarity. Could be. Could be It's that.
2: like it's like when you, in political terms, you never say the word recession. <laughs> yes. You never ever say the word recession. You might say donuts or a cup of coffee, but you never <laughs> ever say the word because then it just starts. And in parody, in, in supercars land, we try to hold
3: off on parity. At least until round two. Mm. Uh, looking at the top ten, though, there is a fair bit of... Um, well, well, put it this way, I don't see many Holdens in there. Nimsy, I'll say this. The
2: team, the time sheets that we've got in front of us... I wouldn't expect to see Scott McLaughlin P8. No. Um, <laughs> it, it would be almost of better use to wipe your backside with it. <laughs> because <laughs> the, the times from... From the, uh, from the test, really mean nothing. Old tyres, new tyres, different timing areas. Who knows? It's more the comments the from program. the guys. Yeah, going through a program. It's more the comments of the guys. What's it like following a Mustang now? Does the Mustang feel any different from an aero perspective? What's the control shock? like all that Absolutely. kind of stuff. But from a times point of view, Nimsey, I don't think you can put too much into it. And as you rightly point out, my friend, the fact that uh we we had last year's double champion going to be headed now
4: to IndyCar in 8th position in Scott McLaughlin, rubbish. And and the you got to remember too, it wasn't just yes we they're all running a controlled shock by uh Super Shock, um developed by one of South Australia's leading Absolutely. engineers, in yeah, yep. Oscar Fiornado, so he's um He's done a great job there, but um, they did let the teams run their standard shock package from last year for the first half of this test. So, right. you know, obviously to dial themselves in, dial the car in, get a feel for whatever they needed to do, and then move to the other shocks to yep. get a bit of a back-to-back. Yeah, uh, Because it's been the first time a lot of these teams have run on this new shock because they literally haven't had the stock. They haven't had uh, the shocks to be able to send out to the teams. Right, right. Um, so rather than just giving it to one team, they just held back until they had all of it and mm-hmm. then they just fed it to all the teams at one go.
2: I tell you the one thing that it did, I, I, I and I said this last year, and, and look, you know, OTR and the guys at the bend are great friends of ours, other Sheehan family. Mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced that that's going to be a good venue for a 500k race. I just, yeah. I, I
4: still don't know just yet. We saw that at Phillip Island too, didn't we? It wasn't yeah, the greatest. No. And, and QR. And QR. Wow. Wasn't the greatest yeah. long distance track no. um, to drive on, but you know, obviously it is what it is. We've got to let's, I haven't got an opinion on it. I oh, know you have Matthew. And you just said it. I'm going to wait until I watch it and then I'll. Fair enough. We'll see I'll how we go. go. Yeah. That's Fair what enough. I thought. Or I'll yeah, go, yeah. wow, that was, that yep. was much different. So.
2: Yeah. Okay. Fair oh. enough. But, but there was some really good, I tell you, I tell you the thing that stood out for me, Nimsy, just before we wrap up, um, was Kelly racing and Andre Heimgartner. I thought that was the fact that they got through their day in a new car. And it was speedy. I don't know what tires or timing loops it was on, but, it was fast and it stayed together. I think Rick Kelly's had some issues, but um but Andre's car just seemed to to, to be on the pace all day. So that was good for those guys to get a good reliability test in for that car.
3: If that guy doesn't jag a win this year, it's going to be...
4: Be criminal. Yeah,
3: it seriously yeah. would be.
4: But Might yeah. be a be good little... not. not oh, we can't bet, Matt. Well, you can probably, but I can't bet. Why uh, can't you bet? Well, I mean, it's, it's more the, the the last name and actually being not, not really associated, but obviously the old man having a, an influence in um, oh, yeah, yeah. a team. Yeah, okay. But you can and uh you can just <laughs> chuck a few dollars on Andre oh, oh. to actually have a win because that'd be, be good, massive good, odds be good odds and do it now before <laughs> yeah. that the obviously everything I might do really that. gets on the roll
2: i might do that you know what? I what reckon he'll be fast. Tanner?
4: I reckon he'll be fast at the AGP. Why? Because it's because it's long loaded corners and it's a yeah, smooth surface. Yeah, he was surface, quick there or? in the Nissan last year too. Like he yep. was right up the front. Yeah, and he was I quick just, everywhere. He was quick everywhere. But I just I, I got that feeling at the AGP somewhere. In Old your low hair, Maya. You got the. He's
3: <laughs> gonna just
2: you got a tingling it. in your loins, Johnson, I about know.
3: Andre Haremeyer. Now, I'll tell you what it I is. Maddie. do you know what it is? Uh, he, he's remembering that Andre said he's looking for a co-driver for the Enduros and true. he's trying to butter him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what you'll need, Andre. Plenty of butter to get him in the car. <laughs> Uh, That Uh, was our race Rewind (laughs) Our race Rewind was thanks to Shannon's Insurance for motoring enthusiasts Get a quote for a chance to win a trip to Le Mans Plus an Indian FTR 1200S Uh, That's about it for the driver's seat For Kubota, together we're building Australia Now lads, you're going to be on track Where can we find you? We are in the support paddock
2: area, so if you if you're watching it on TV or you you know the uh, precinct down through turn one, two, three, the centre chicane there. We're kind of up right behind that area. Stevie's just we're, off to my left. Yeah, we're basically on the, on the oval, on inside, the of, inside turn of turn eight. eight. Yep, yeah, inside of turn eight as well. So uh, come down, have a look at the Trans Am cars, bring the kids, jump in, take photos. Stevie J, I'll be around. I'll be around. Um, i be too. You'll be around, Nimsy. Absolutely. We'll get the, Triple Crown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, come down. Nimsy. make sure you come down and say good day. We'll sign some autographs, take some photographs. That's just you. You can take some photographs and sign some autographs. <laughs> all the usual, uh, you know, shaking yeah. babies,
3: uh, kissing yeah, hands.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Make sure you come down and say day. <laughs> it's going to be a ripper weekend. Weather's looking good. Vibe in the town is huge. You've got the Fringe
3: Festival going on. It is one of the best races of the weekend, and I cannot wait. That's right. All all we got to say before we go is remember to download the Up To. There's a great competition on there where you can win tickets to the AG. But that has been another big addition of the driver's seat. We'll see you same time next week.
0: When making the double chicken deluxe at Maccas, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it:
3: chicken and Maccas together and loving it. da ba ba ba. Available after 10:30 a.m. for a limited time only.